Welcome to the Teacher Business Society podcast. I'm Farah, a Diet Coke drinking, true crime junkie, and former teacher turned seven-figure teacher business owner. Are you stuck in the grind as a full-time entrepreneur or teaching by day and side hustling by night, wondering how to turn your entrepreneurial dreams into a reality? Whether you're brand new to this journey, trying to burst through that 100K ceiling, or you've built the business and now you need help working on your business instead of in your business, you're in the right place. I get it. Building your dream business can feel overwhelming. But listen, I've been where you are and I'm here to make it all feel possible. Through personal stories, expertise, and interviews with successful teacher business owners, we'll tackle email marketing, social media strategies, content creation, and everything in between. I'm committed to helping you not just grow, but thrive so you can live the life you've been dreaming of. So grab your favorite notebook, perhaps even a Diet Coke, and pull up a chair. Let's get down to business, teacher style. Welcome back, teacher besties. I am so excited about today's episode as we continue this series on diversifying income in your business. Guys, today's episode is gold because it is a new venture that I'm actually headed down in on my own business. And I'm going to be sitting down with Crystal from Check In with Miss G, where she's going to share how she took her resources and she turned them into physical workbooks that you can sell on places like Amazon. So you're not going to want to miss this. So grab your favorite beverage, grab a notebook and a pen, and take lots of notes because I am so excited to share this with you. Let's dive in and meet Crystal. Crystal, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you here because, and we're going to get into this a little later in the episode, but I actually took a course from you and that was a whole thing because I am not really in a point in my business journey where I'm taking a lot of courses, but we happen to be doing a series on diversifying your business and your income streams in your business. And it, I don't even remember how it popped up. I'm not going to lie. Um, but your Facebook group, you have a free Facebook group and it popped up. And I ended up joining the free Facebook group. And then I was like, okay, what is, what is she talking about? And then I realized what you what, what it was all about. And I was like, okay, this has been on my list of things to do in my business for a while. And I'd even dabbled a little bit. And, but I was like, this is the first time I'm hearing about this particular uh, journey for teacher sellers that is really, it's geared towards doing this income stream for teacher sellers, which is the first time because I'd seen things on Etsy and on TikTok for other, doing it in a different way. But this was the first time I saw somebody that had created a course specifically for teachers and teacher business owners. So before we get into all of that, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and your journey as a teacher business owner? Yeah. Well, first, thank you for taking the course. I saw your name come across and I was like immediately nervous slash humbled <laughs> because I, I, when I first started this course, I did not expect the Farahs of the world to be the person taking it, you know, and um, it's just been really humbling to have such good feedback from people that I admire and have admired for so long. So just you're so sweet. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, 
special education teacher. Um, and then towards my last couple years in the school district, I was delivering PD about um, instructional technology. So rolling out like one-to-one -one iPad trainings. Meanwhile, my husband and I were trying to have a baby. It was a very long journey. And um, anyone in that boat kind of knows the whole time you're only asking one question, which is like, is this going to happen? Like, that's all you can think about. And that's where I was. Like, I did not believe it until I was holding my first daughter. And so it was amazing because as soon as she arrived, like the next day, the only question I could think was, how am I going to stay home with her? Like, how am I going to spend more time with her? And that led me running to TPT. <laughs> and um, I love TPT. I will be always grateful to TPT because it introduced me to the world of online business. And over time, it allowed me to stay home with my kids. And um, it's what a gift, right? So, uh, so yeah, so that's how I got here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I, I think for a lot of us, when we started, it was, I, I know for me, it was a way to supplement the things I was already doing in my classroom. And I mean, what I knowing what I know now versus what I knew then, I think, yes, I did start my shop because, you know, I saw the Good Morning America episode uh, where, or the Today Show, I don't remember which one it was, where Deanna, um, shout out to Deanna because, you know, I think she paved the way and along with a lot of other teacher sellers. Um, but I saw the interview and uh, I I think it was just kind of that what what is possible, right? Um, and then I had the opportunity to go to the very first conference in, uh, gosh, that seems like it was so long ago, and got to hear her keynote and then became friends with her after that. And just the inspiration to there was more than us. We weren't just teachers, it was like, okay, you're not just a teacher. And I think a lot of us have heard that our entire lives. You're, you're just a teacher, um, especially from society. But for the first time, it was, you're a teacher. Like, do you understand the power you have in the skill set that you have? And it was the first opportunity that a lot of us had to really realize the possibility in, in that. And I talk to people all the time who say, I was put in a position where I wanted something and I knew that being a teacher and my teacher salary was not going to provide that. So how could I take that skill set and, and basically build this life that I wanted, but still do something that I was so passionate about? So I love that. And especially it usually happens because we want to be you know, stay-at-home moms. I hear that from teachers all the time uh, that I that I coach or that come into um, some of the programs that I have. And even with my own team, so many of them have joined our team and working for us because they wanted to stay home and be moms, which I absolutely love. So yeah, and even as a stay-at-home mom, you you kind of get into it, and then you're like, oh. Oh, like I'm more than just this too, you know? So it, it kind of, it allows you to have it, but it also saves your sanity within, within that, right? The first conference I went to was in Anaheim and I had uh, two, two kids at the time. So my husband stayed in the hotel with the kids because one of them was still very tiny. And um, I remember thinking like, one, 
I'm a fraud because all of these amazing business women are here and like I'm gonna go back to a hotel room right now and like breastfeed my kid and like you know change diapers um but like looking back what an incredible opportunity to be able to be both things like you can be a mom you can be with your kids like and you can grow something that's gonna sustain your family and and let you retain that part of yourself you know so yeah a hundred percent and i think there's skill sets as moms and skill sets as teachers that overlap. I mean, we're already the CEO of our household, right? We're already <laughs> running the show. And so stepping into just running a business, now it doesn't mean that it's gonna be easy and there's new things for us to no. learn because <laughs> we didn't go to school to be business, you know, to as business majors. Like I said, this series is all about diversifying your business. So I kind of want to know, just to get started, what are your general thoughts with regard to diversifying? And when did you know it was time for you to diversify your own business? So for me, it came down to um, this thought of like, the first thought was like, oh my gosh, this TBT thing is actually working. And then the second thought was, if I'm ever going to be able to depend on this, it's got to come from more than one place because I need to feel secure. Like my husband's paramedic at the time and we really relied on both of our incomes. And so I thought I'm making my teaching salary. This is cool. I can't depend on it, you know? So that that's what drove me to diversify. Um, but in general, you know, I think once you have established something that's working and bringing you a return and you have this like time and energy and, and money to throw at the next thing, I, I think it's almost always a good idea, right? Like don't do it instead of your main thing, but if you can keep your main thing going and you have extra resources to allocate to something new, I, I think that's part of the game, you know? The part of the trade-off of not having a stable teaching job anymore is committing to continuing to play and evolve in an ever-changing digital marketplace. So I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things, I think what you said is so important because I've talked about this over the last couple of episodes with regard to diversifying. And it's not about, because a lot you hear a lot of people that, again, we started on Teachers Pay Teachers, and you hear a lot of talk about taking your resources and selling them on other platforms. That you're just taking the same digital file, putting it in another place. And I've I've compared this to Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper or whatever your soda of choice is uh, saying, we sell in Target, but we're also going to sell in Walmart. You're just taking the same product and putting it in behind a different checkout system. So while it can increase your reach and increase the people you're able to to get in front of, I don't know that it, that I don't believe that that is truly diversifying your income streams. However, you have developed something where you are taking that file and you are using the exact same product, but in a different format. And we're going to get into that. So I, I and, and the thing that you said was you made sure that your core offers were working first because doing what you've done would not translate successfully if it wasn't working over here already. Uh, you know, as far as the, the the original form of the product. So I love that, love that you say, said that was make sure your core 
is working. And we're again, I may be jumping ahead of myself here. Probably am. I do that a lot. I think it's also important to remember that you have not transferred over to this new revenue stream and just forgotten about your core. You're still no. focusing on that as well. Yeah, I think that, um, so what's kind of different about workbooks is that the audience is different. So if you're saying like, oh, TPT is slowing down and, and schools are blocking it or teachers don't have the disposable income, well, a lot of those problems are still going to exist on other platforms that are just like TPT, only not as uh, successful or not as far reaching. Um, but when you're doing something that's reaching a brand new audience, but you're using the same type of product, now you're talking to homeschoolers, you're talking to um, international, uh, you know, I get a lot of sales uh, in Japan for some reason, you know, so you're really- Those English language learners, I'm telling you, it's those English language learners, it is. Yeah, so you're like bypassing a lot of the problems um, that are gonna be like TPT slash TPT competitors and reaching this whole new group of people who can still benefit from what you're doing. Um, You just have to, you just have to meet them where they're at, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now we've heard from teacher business owners, like I said, they've, that have created a course, they've created a membership. One that I interviewed created a physical product that was for teachers went a different route, inventory, keeping inventory, doing the physical product route, and have been very, very successful with that. And you have created a course that has turned out to be successful, but you also were doing the thing before you created the course, which I think, I think that's what sets your course apart from a lot of courses I see out there for teacher sellers, um, is that you did the thing and did it successfully before creating the course. But you opted to go the physical product route. And since you mentioned it, we're gonna just kind of dive into it. But why did you do it in a way that didn't require inventory? Like, why did you choose yeah. to go <laughs> this route? And just go ahead and tell us what it is, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have an aversion to selling physical products. I admire people that do. But like the thought of just like storing and, and shipping and if someone buys something, I gotta rush home. I'm not the type that can say like, oh, I need to pack up these books on Sunday. No, I'm like, oh no, someone made an order. I gotta get home now, you know? And I just know myself really well. So I didn't wanna deal with shipping. Uh, I didn't wanna deal with like returns and and where do you store the stuff? So, uh, so yeah, so I came into the world of print on demand. So from my end, it's not that uh, different from a TPT product. So I'm creating a digital PDF, I'm creating a cover, I'm uploading it, and then when someone purchases it, the printing house closest to the purchaser is printing it off and shipping it, and I know nothing about it unless I check my dashboard. Uh, so there's a 90-day, I, I work with um, Amazon KDP, there are other options. Um, but for me, there's a 90-day delay, and then I get a payout in my account. Um, doing it this way, they also are collecting and remitting sales tax. They're also taking care of customer service and returns and um, all of those things that I don't have the capacity to deal with because it's just me. I have two VAs that I hire for uh small projects along the way, but really it's just me. And so um, I just know myself really well and I know 
what I'm comfortable with. So um, physical products was never going to be the option for me. <laughs> okay. So for those of you, the, the POD, our print on demand, a lot of us have heard about that when it comes to t-shirts, mugs, notebooks, yeah. you know, and, and that is a huge thing on sites like Etsy. And then when we think teacher workbooks, many of us went through a couple of years ago, I got kind of drafted up in it. There was a publishing company that was reaching out to a lot of us to create workbooks for them. Some people, and then there were lots of hoops that they had. we had to jump through. And essentially, what they were doing is they were having us create the, the outline of the workbooks, and then they had their own designers that were then developing, designing the workbooks, and then they were throwing them up on, what I discovered was they were kind of basically throwing them up on Amazon in this very similar way to what you're talking about. But we were getting just a single payout and for the the work we were doing. And I ended up declining the one that I was offered. I went through the big process because I immediately saw what they were doing. And I was like, wait a minute, I can do this. However, there wasn't a whole lot out there specifically for teachers. And it, it just didn't make a lot of sense at the time. So it kind of got stuck on my board of something to do in the future. What you're talking about is essentially taking, again, your PDF file. Now, it's there's a little, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's a lot more to it than just taking your PDF file, throwing it into a workbook format. I mean, throwing it throwing it yes. up to, on Amazon and, may, and now it's a workbook. There's some, there's some formatting things that you've got to do. Um, and you share in your course some tips for moving forward as you're creating resources, keeping that stuff in mind, which I think was genius. And and that really is where the, the streamlining of the process comes in. With the print-on-demand workbooks and not keeping inventory, because I immediately went, went back when I was thinking about this, was I'm going to go the private publisher route or even publishing it myself and ordering a box of workbooks and then shipping them to Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, shipping them to Amazon, selling them or selling them off my website, that kind of thing. And like you, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And then print costs. And even if you find a printer that I'd have to sell this workbook for $40 to make a profit on it, it it just didn't make any sense. So when it comes to print on demand, because we often think, again, T-shirts, mugs, and things like that. What do you see as the biggest obstacle? Because I've just talked about a bunch of obstacles that I faced. What do you see as the biggest obstacle that a lot of teacher business owners face when transitioning to something like the the POD? You know, it's been funny. I... I have done a lot of free coaching in the beginning because I thought I want to know where people are at. And I was really prepared for what I thought the questions would be. And like, I was so wrong. (laughs) I was so wrong. Um, And I think that the biggest thing that keeps coming up is a mindset shift. So as teachers, we are like really educated. We put our heart and souls into these products and we develop a curriculum, right? And we're almost having to defend it, right? You're on TPT. No, I do have a quality. I have a master's degree in this. There's research behind it, right? So you're living in this land. And then I come along and I'm like, I love your curriculum. We're not going to call it 
writing intervention jargon, jargon, jargon. We're going to call it workbook practice, right? And you're like, what? No, my curriculum is so much more than a workbook or a worksheet or practice. And I am like, yes, it is. And that's why it's really important that we get it in the hands of homeschoolers and grandparents who are trying to help their kid over the summer. But grandma is not going on to Amazon and typing, writing intervention, la 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 la, right? She doesn't know the jargon. Grandma's writing, oh, my kid needs practice with writing. Writing practice, five-year-old. So when you are able to get rid of that mindset of this is my curriculum and like it needs to be treated as such because i agree it does and it's super valuable but we've got to meet our customers where they're at and with a workbook on amazon your customer is no longer another teacher so we're really doing them a disservice by continuing to call it something that they're not gonna ever be able to type in because it's just not their scope it's not their field of expertise right um, and so it's it's really honoring that customer by giving them that high quality curriculum, but like you're gonna have to call it something else to get it there. And I think that I lose a ton of people right there and that's okay, it's not for everybody. But if you can get your brain to make that shift to say like, actually, I am honoring that person with high quality curriculum by meeting them where they're at. Like that is magic. If you can wrap your brain around that. Now that means you're gonna have a workbook with your brand's name on it that's called like sight word practice, you know, <laughs> like uh, math practice, right? You might have that floating out in the universe and you have to make peace with that. Um, but if you can get to the next level of thinking, which is like great, because even though the user might not know it, I'm gonna fill this workbook with so many good teaching strategies. Then they're not gonna just be buying junk, right? Okay, I hope you, I'm gonna put it very succinctly. First of all, I love everything you just said. Like, I'm, I'm going to clip that, and that is going to be a clip that we use because mindset, I tell oh. people all the time, I'm always harping on mindset when it comes to business. But I hope you guys listening to this heard you need to know your audience because it doesn't matter whether you're selling on Etsy. It doesn't matter whether you're selling on TPT. It doesn't matter whether you're selling on Amazon, on your own website. You need to know your audience because I can guarantee you that a teacher, and I, I think this is, there are homeschoolers on TPT. Don't get me wrong. There are homeschool shoppers on TPT. And as a former homeschooling parent, I can tell you that when I was homeschooling, I wasn't going on and searching for writing intervention. You know, I was looking for writing practice, writing, and maybe I said writing curriculum or, I, I, but there were, there were very specific terms that I was searching for. And they're not the same terms that a teacher in the classroom is going to be searching for. Sometimes there will be overlap. If the homeschooler happens to have been a teacher in a former life, yeah. um, there probably yeah, yeah. will be over. But the the average homeschooler or the average grandma or the average aunt or the average just mom who is going on Amazon and looking for something is not going to be searching for those terms. So you need to know your audience. Now, the mindset thing about changing, I have to confession here. 
because like I said, I've taken your course. I binged it. I'm not going to lie because it just, once you get in, it's like, and because I'd already ventured into this possibility, I actually already had the first, like the shop set up. It was just sitting there. <laughs> it's, it's just been sitting there with nothing in it. Um, and, and the reason it's set up, believe it or not, is because I wrote a children's book. And oh, I, okay. That's cool. yeah, I, and, and then I had it printed just so I would have a copy for my granddaughter, total aside. So, and then I was getting ready to, I wanted to publish it on Amazon and I'm going to have to change some of the photos uh, because when I reached out to get permission for, I could print it just for myself, but I couldn't sell it. And I was oh, like, okay, no, yeah. not a big deal, not a big deal. I just need to get, change some photos out. And so anyway, that totally digress. But um, confession, when I was going through it, I I had this for a moment. I was like, okay, I've got maybe four, I've got a product line that I know that I could turn into a workbook because essentially there are no prep printables. So I'm like, that, that makes yeah. sense to turn into a workbook. But then I was like, what else do I have that I could change into a workbook? And we have a full-blown curriculum that's not even published in our store yet that we've been building over this last year. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a very popular thing right now. And I used the tools that you share to right. go in and look for something. Forewarning, I'm not going to share the keyword that I found because I don't want everybody <laughs> jumping on it. Um, but I found a keyword that I went, are, are you kidding me? That? doesn't have anything and I immediately was like I'm on it I will spend the next 12 hours creating this workbook if I have to because I started realizing I was like this is a whole open market yes oh my goodness I'm just so happy you're saying this so when I came to this my first thought was like I'm gonna write fiction I don't know if I'm gonna be good at writing fiction no one's ever told me I was good at it, but I just think I would be, you know. And so I dove in. I took every course. I hired coaches. I did the whole thing. And what I found was that fiction is a lot of fun. I love it. I still do it. It's my main income driver right now. Um, but it's very competitive, right? I wrote a book a week for a year to figure this out, right? A book a week. It's really intense. And these guys are using every SEO strategy they're writing to market and so I was like gosh what if I took these like principles and I applied them to this land of like workbooks and when I tell you my jaw was on the floor I I was just looking at keywords for fiction that had a competition of 50 and thinking like okay this is not bad and then when I started looking with that teaching workbook lens I was finding competition of one competition of four and I just was like okay, stop everything. This is what you need to do. Like, this makes so much sense. Like there's so much, so much opportunity and, and the way that the algorithm pushes things out, it's, it's a marketplace of abundance right now. Like there is not enough inventory for what people are already looking for. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, because it's exciting, this particular right? th- this particular keyword had a monthly search volume of like tw- 15,000 oh, and it, its competition score was like 4. <laughs> and I was like right? Wait, what? I was yes. I was like and it, and it just so happened that it falls in line and then it was just a matter of going back to that mindset piece of 
wait, this is a full-blown curriculum. How do I take this and turn it into a workbook? Because I was looking at all of the components of this curriculum and I was like, they're not searching for a curriculum, but the components of this curriculum, the consumables, for lack of a better way to put it, those would make an excellent workbook. I'm not going to sell the teacher lesson plans on Amazon. Now, granted, maybe I could. Maybe I could figure out a way to include. But really, taking the consumables and putting them into a workbook format is what made sense. So that, and I could talk about that all day long. So let me ask you this, because we've kind of touched on a little bit. If a teacher, business owner, is considering branching into this, where should they start? I think, so there is more to it than just uploading, right? Right. Um, But I think the first question is, where does this fit in my workflow? And I think there's kind of two schools of thought and thoughts on it. So one, I see people deciding like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to take a month. I'm going to take two months. I'm going to dive back through all of my old TPT stuff. And I'm going to create workbooks with what I already have. When you do that, you know your return on investment is going to be lower for a while, right? Because you're going to have to spend money and time, um, and it's going to take a while to build that back up. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to say, all right, moving forward, I'm going to build my new TPT products that I'm already planning on making in a template that works both as a workbook and on TPT. And then I'm just gonna add a single day to my workflow process. So I'm gonna make the product, I'm gonna list it on TPT and do all the you know, blurb writing and SEO stuff for TPT. And the next day, I'm gonna do a second version, do all of the SEO and blurb writing a new cover for Amazon. And then I'm gonna build these multiple streams of income at the same time, and I'm gonna let it slowly gain traction. So kind of knowing which approach you want to take is is super important. And then as soon as you figure that out, I think you go straight to research. So you're looking for the intersection between what people are already looking for and what you're already creating or what you already have created. Um, and when you find that intersection, I think you find a place where there's already an existing audience and where you're able to do things pretty quickly because you're not starting from nothing. So I think that's kind of your your first two decisions you need to make, right? Yeah, and I love the fact that you teach us how to do that in this course. So I, I love that. It, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. It made sense. And you're not reinventing the wheel. You're taking what you already have and just putting it in a different format so that, and we, listen, we're all experts at that now after COVID because we all took our products and figured out how to make them digital, right? So that's really what you're doing is you're taking, now, you're not just changing the format and using the same marketing strategies. There is there is a lot of nuance to it because it, uh, uh, again, know the audience on the platform. You mentioned there were other places because you've decided on Amazon KDP. Mm-hmm. There are other places. What are some that you've seen or know of? What are other yeah. places they can sell yeah. these workbooks? So so first, the reason I go with the Amazon KDP is because their reach is unmatched, in my opinion. Um, 
They are way out of their infancy, so there are a ton of tools for SEO that make it really simple. Uh, they do the taxes, collecting and remitting for you, um, and there's no cost to upload your workbooks, right? So that's different than a lot of the other places. So, um, so but there are, you know, it's, it's Amazon, so there are some things that are, are drawbacks. Um, so another option would be to go with an aggregator. So there's like Ingram Spark or Draft to Digital, and both of those are companies that are going to push it out to like the big five publishing houses for you, right? So they're going to push it out to like Apple and Walmart, like Kobo, um, Barnes and Noble, and even to libraries for you. And um, your royalties are slightly less. I think Ingram Spark, there is a charge for each book you upload. Draft to Digital, there's not. Um, but really, so for my fiction writing, I, I use an aggregator. I publish on Amazon and then I use an aggregator to push it out to everywhere else. And I will tell you that all of those other publishing houses combined, and I get a lot of library reads for my fiction, um, it's not even 50% of what I make just on Amazon alone. So there are other options and you could really make a good case for why going wide is valuable. Um, but there's no exclusivity clause with Amazon. So I would recommend if you're just starting, go with Amazon where everything is in-house and kind of set up for you to succeed. There's a path to follow. And then if you find some success with it, well, actually, then I would branch out and create ads for Amazon Canada and Amazon UK and Amazon Australia. And it, you feel like you've maxed that out, then maybe look into an aggregator. You're going to have to purchase ISBN numbers, but otherwise you could probably do a pretty straightforward upload to one of those other sites. Um, but yeah, I'm curious if anyone is, is using an aggregator as their first uh, like toe dip into the water. I would love to to pick their brain and hear kind of more how it's going. Yeah, if you're if you're doing that, so if this is not something you're new to and you are using an aggregator um, as your first step, reach out to Crystal. She'd love to hear. Yeah. You know, I, I think what you said was starting on Amazon, which is the reach and the is such the big, it's a big powerhouse. I mean, hate it if you want to, but it is what it is. It's yeah, kind right. of the same situation where teachers pay teachers compared to these other websites that, that do kind of the same thing as TPT. Um, you're going to go with, it's like I've told people this all the time, I'm like, we don't focus as much on our TPT shop anymore as we do on selling and our other revenue streams and selling our resources other place on our own website. But we're never going to not be on TPT, right? And Exactly. We're, we're always going to be there because they're the big, they're the big one. And I would think that going this route, you would want to be on Amazon. And Crystal, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking if I create one and it does well on Amazon, then I'm like, okay, that one I want to take over to an aggregator. I may not want to put, yes. I may not want to put everything, but that one I'll take over and let's see if we can't get a wider audience uh, with over here. Okay, I've got my workbook created. I've got it posted. I don't. Yay. It's not posted yet. But I'm just. <laughs> okay. I was. I when I when I wrote this question for you, I was I was like, I'll have this done before I interview her. Life happens, right? But let's say I've got my workbook created. I've posted it for sale, and now I just watch the money roll in. Is that what's going to happen? Oh, I wish. I wish. Yes. That's what yes, people that's think it. on TPT exactly. as well, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, they think that in workbooks too. No, that's that's not the whole picture. Um, 
So, okay, so here's what you're going to do first. Number one is you're going to protect your algorithm because people get really excited. Like, there is there is something different. Like, I had hundreds of products already between, you know, fiction books and TPT. But when you get that first workbook in your hand, it's like, oh, I really did something here, you know? And you get excited and you want to tell everybody and, and make them buy copies. And, like, our friends and family are very supportive. So they go in and they order it. And it's, like, the worst thing you can do because Amazon's algorithm is, especially in the beginning, they don't have any data on you. So they're, like, they want your workbook to succeed too, right? Because they're, like, making 40% of the royalties. So they're, like, yes. Um, so they're looking for people to push it out to for you, especially in the beginning. They reward new content. So uh, especially in the first, you know, three months, six months. So if the first person that buys it is your mom and your mom normally buys gardening books, the algorithm is like, yes, I'm going to push this out to everyone who loves gardening. So when they push it out to all the other gardening folks and no one buys it, they're like, this is trash. And then they just stop pushing it out, right? So um, imagine that multiplied by your mom and your neighbor and your best friend. The algorithm's like, I don't know what this book is, and I don't know what they want from me. And so they just kind of leave it alone. So the first thing you're going to do is not tell anyone. <laughs> uh, and then you are going to share it with, like, your list. Great. Your social media. Great. Maybe you're going to have your super fans add it to their Amazon wish list and you're going to buy it for them and ask them to uh, leave an honest review. Right. You're going to you're going to do things that um, will help the algorithm start understanding that these are my people and I want you to clone these people and push it out organically to more people like that. OK, so that's your first thing you're going to do. And then the second thing you're going to do is set up a basic ads portfolio and I know that people just like cringed over ads and that's okay because they're not as bad as Facebook ads okay so there's no graphics you don't have to create graphics uh, you don't have to write the copy they do it all for you um, they are very simple and they're also really cost-effective so you know how if you give Facebook whatever 20 bucks a day it's spending 20 bucks a day that is not the case um, at all. In fact, most of the time I'm trying to figure out how to get Amazon to spend more of my money uh, because they just won't turn it on or they won't run it enough. Um, so so it's uh, not as scary as you're thinking. And if you can do a Facebook ad, oh my goodness, you can do this. It is so much easier than that. Um, so you're gonna get the ads going, okay? And then this is the magic step. So after you get a few sales, you're going to go into your Amazon ads portfolio and you're going to pull a report where Amazon just collects all the data for you and it literally tells you when people typed in this, they this many of them clicked on your book, this many of them converted, and this is how much money you made from this exact long tail keyword. It's also going to tell you when people looked at this workbook, then they went over and clicked on yours and this many of them converted. So I have like at this point 150 books in my Amazon store. So when I pull this report, it is long. <laughs> um, so I will pull it and I will sort it by what are people actually clicking on? Like what are people typing in before they click? That leads to a conversion. And then I will just take the keywords that Amazon is already telling me are effective and I will run ads to those keywords. And um, I will just repeat that process until the end of time. And it's really effective. Okay. I'm only going to say this 
a little louder for the people in the back. TPT, if you're listening, did you just hear <laughs> the data that they give us? Um, and yeah. you mean to tell me that I can see who wishlisted my product on Amazon? So you have to work with them. So you want you when they add it to their wish list, they will email you and say, "Okay, I added it," and then you can just go buy it for them. And it'll <gasps> send it to them I... with Prime shipping, right? So you're not like packing it up, mailing them a box. Nope. You're like, oh, my workbook is seven bucks. Boom, here you go. They're going to get it in two days and you're going to say, hey, would you mind leaving an honest review with the picture? And then the algorithm's going to be like, oh, this lady bought it and she also bought a math workbook last summer because we know everything because we're Amazon and we know her kid is this many years old. I'm going to send it to more people, you know? So it's just a happy little circle. <laughs> Listen, this, this is so powerful because the data that you get and like I said, I mean, all of this, guys, an elephant in the room, yes, you created a course. And all of this is laid out. And I'm not just telling you guys this because she's got a course. I took the course. And that was what made me reach out to her and be like, I got to get her on the podcast. Because I went through that course. It was so simple to follow. It And you've got the support group and the Facebook group. You also actually have, now I haven't joined the next step, which is the member membership, which is the ongoing monthly support. But I will t I'm pretty techie. So I was like, I'm not at the point yet where I feel like I need the additional support, but that probably will come. And I just know it, but I was like, let's start right here. But for those of you who are like, I want somebody to hold my hand through this whole process, the membership definitely, because after taking the course, and seeing how step-by-step step, it was so simple to follow. And oh, it was, and when I say, I mean, my my workbook is probably 95% complete. I've got to add a few little finishing touches to it. Um, templates, that, that was the, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, here's the template for what I, how I need to reformat stuff and all of that. Now, tell us, I want you to tell us about the course. I've raved about it. I've, I, I, guys, listen, it's just a no brainer. Um, but why don't you tell us about it? What's the name of it? Tell us about it. Tell us about yeah, the membership yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. So the course is called uh, the POD Playbook for Teacher Authors. And um, it's broken into three modules. The first module, you're going to learn everything about uh, kind of the algorithm and setting yourself up to find that intersection, figuring out what customers are already looking for. Um, and then the second module is listing it. And um, oftentimes I will get people that say like, oh, I don't, I don't think I need your course because it was really easy to upload the workbook. And I'm like, yes, if you just want to take exactly what you already have and upload it, you don't need this course because there are so many amazing tutorials on Amazon that will give you the click by click. Um, and so that is not what this is. So when I say listing it, I mean things like choosing the right category. So if you just upload your workbook into kids workbooks, it might take about 6,000 sales to get to that top 100. Um, if you upload it in a slightly different category, it might take five sales to get to the top 100. And you're getting all that organic traffic and visibility from being in that top 100. And you're getting that tag that says number one new release. So we really dive into all the nuances of, of that sort of thing. Um, and then the third module is launch. And in launch, it's not a deep dive into Amazon ads, um, but it is how to set up a basic portfolio and how to 
kind of check in with it and see whether or not it's working. Um, you do have to be cautious. You know, you're starting a brand new thing, a brand new algorithm, a brand new uh, platform, and your profit margin is going to be low, right? So you might be paying 20 cents a click and you might be making four or six bucks on a workbook. So you really need to uh, laser focus in, especially in the beginning, to make sure that you're not going to lose a bunch of money up front, right? Because the potential is there with such a narrow profit margin. Um, but if you put all the other pieces in place as you build it, then you're going to be able to get all of that organic algorithm boost. And that's really what we're aiming for. The ads are a part of that. And so that last module we're talking about how to build a series page so that you can send an entire series of workbooks out to your list versus just a one-off. Um, and all of those sort of things that are kind of set you up for success um, long-term with this. Uh, yeah, and then the workbook lab is the membership and i'll tell you right now there's only about 10 of us in there we just started i love it because there's only 10 of us i am literally like going in and they're sharing their screen and i'm just building portfolios with them we're checking in on their workbooks so one of the ladies in there she launched her workbook three works three weeks ago and i told her like this is a brand new platform like imagine putting one thing on tpt and then checking in in a week and being like, it's not selling, right? Like, this is the same logic. Oh, she blows me out of the water. 54 workbooks in her first three weeks sold. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, great. Um, everyone in the membership so far who has launched has launched into the top 100 for their category. Every Okay, person. you just convinced me. I'm, in, I'm coming it's into so the membership. Awesome, right? I mean, I was going to wait until I was at least had the first workbook up, but I, you've convinced me. I'm like, we're just going to get in there and do this right from the beginning. Listen, I, like I said, I went through the course. It was so easy to follow. And I knew, I knew enough. And like I said, in the beginning, I already had the, the shop set up, some of the technical stuff, the setup, you got to get things, an account set up and all that. Just the way, because you were specifically talking to us as teachers. And I know for me, I'd taken a lot of KDP stuff. I'd watched videos on YouTube and it's all geared to creating those low content journals. Yeah. It's like, go to yeah. Canva, create a cover, put a bunch of lines on a page and make a workbook. Yeah. And it's like, our, tomorrow. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you are teaching is how to take our expertise and just repackage it in a different format and add an additional revenue stream to your business, which I think is really what uh, needs to happen where teachers and teacher business owners are concerned versus, you know, don't get me wrong, we've, we, we've got t-shirts and things. That's like my side passion creative outlet. And I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I can never have a hobby that doesn't at some point make money. So of course it got turned into a store and I'm like, okay, um, don't know why I did that, but uh, I love it because it's a creative outlet. But this was one that, you know, I was like, okay. I, I, and I talked to, even talked to my husband and I was like, this is, this I, I think is our next revenue stream. And I, and especially after taking the course. So thank you so much, first of all, for creating oh the course. Sarah, thank um, you. Well, bless your heart. I know you said you came to the session in in uh, Boston, uh, but I I when people tell me that, I just go, I'm just little old me. I'm no different than you guys. 
And we can all have, we all have such different expertise in things and we can learn from each other. So I'm just glad that you took the chance. And I mean, not only are you doing this, but you added the additional revenue stream of a course. So you're just killing it here with all these different revenue streams. And that's what this series has been about. It's been about the fact that you cannot put all your eggs into one basket because you need things that are going to help you weather the ups and downs of different markets, marketplaces, all of those things. And this is one way. And and I think it's it's great just to try it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I, I mean, I realize time is money, but the worst that can happen, the I, I tell people all the time, there's no failures, there's only lessons or results. And we're going to get a lot more lessons than results most of the time, um, unless you're these 10 people in your membership who are like completely, you know, blowing that out of the water and being like, nope, we got results. (laughs) And which, bravo to them, bravo to them. So I guess my last question for you is, what would you tell that person who is, you know, they've started on TPT and maybe they're newer on TPT there, because I, I, I have a lot of, of followers, a lot of uh, teacher business owners that are still in that making a couple hundred a bu- bucks a month or not even making a couple hundred bucks a month. What would you tell them? Because I have my, my thoughts on this particular revenue stream. I don't know that I would say this for a course or a membership or things like that, but this particular revenue stream, what, what are your thoughts about them doing them simultaneously? even if they have not had this wildly successful TPT store yet. Yeah, yeah. I I think in this case, it makes a lot of sense to do them simultaneously because like on TPT, you're going to have more success with a bigger backlist. You're going to have more success uh, the longer you're interacting with the algorithm and kind of learning the nuances of it. And because the investment of time could legitimately be one extra day, I think that it makes a ton of sense. And I will tell you that someone in my membership uh, is, she's been on TPT for about a year. She has not had very much success at all. And she has sold 13 workbooks in the last month or so since she started. Um, And so she's been able to find quicker success with workbooks I think because um, the playing field is um, maybe a little bit more level, if you're coming into it with the same SEO research, the same, they're not rewarding length of time on the site, and there is a very clear path. So if you can follow that clear path, uh, you have a pretty good chance of being successful, you know? Um, And so I think in this case, it does make a lot of sense to do them both at the same time. Yeah, I agree. And looking back now and realizing, because let me tell you, when I was creating this first workbook, I, as I was reformatting it, I was telling myself, oh, I wish I had done this the certain way yes. prior. I was like, oh, I will know going forward we are changing all of our templates for things because this would be so much simpler. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us today. Um, if people want to connect with you, 
I know I'm going to have a link down in the show notes. Um, full disclosure, it is an affiliate link. Thank you so much for providing that. Um, but if people wanted to connect with you, where could they find you? Um, so I have a free Facebook group that you can join where we talk all things. That's TPT to POD, Turning Teaching Resources into Profitable Workbooks. Um, and then I'm on all the social media at Check In With Mrs. G and on my website, check dash in with Mrs. G.com. Um, but thank you, Farah. This is like, I am so honored. I wish you guys could see. Farah was so nice. She messaged me and she said, um, Oh, you know, my name's Farah and I took your course. And I'm like, Yeah, I know. I screenshotted <laughs> it to show it to my mom when you enrolled. Like, uh, yeah, I know. And I had attended her, her session in Boston. And from most of the sessions, I had all these like action items. And my action item from her session, I went back to look before this call and it just says, talk to Farah. <laughs> and so I was just so floored. And she's like, do you want to do this podcast interview? Yeah. She's like, oh, well, it'll be last minute. You can say no. No, I can't. I'm not saying no to you. Yes, we'll do it. <laughs> so well, I'm so humbled, so humbled, so grateful. Like I am really flattered and um, just honored that you even wanted to talk to me. So thank you, really. Well, I'm I'm humbled by all of that. <laughs> so um, that 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 is very humbling. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we did this last minute, and uh, it just. But hey, it's like when things happen, you jump at the opportunity, right? Um, yeah, I, I try yeah. to I try to follow that philosophy too in my own business. All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much, Crystal. And uh, I just cannot wait to see how many people come join you. Uh, and take your course and start creating workbooks. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of the Teacher Business Society podcast. We drop new episodes every week filled with tips, strategies, and inspirational stories to help you elevate your teacher business. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, if this podcast resonated with you, I have a small favor to ask. Go ahead and share it on your social media and don't forget to tag us at Teacher Business Society. Your shares help us reach more educational rock stars like you who dream of building and growing their own businesses. And while you're at it, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Those reviews not only make my day, but they help boost the podcast so that other aspiring entrepreneurs can find this valuable content. Stay connected with us over here at TBS and get tips, strategies, and useful tools to help you and your business by subscribing to the Society Brief. Find out more information at teacherbusinesssociety.com. The link will also be in the show notes. Never forget, you've got the power to make your dreams come true. So keep dreaming big, go for the scary goals, and until next time, keep being an educational rock star.